0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Professors at Work from the American University of Beirut. I'm Rami Khoury, your host. Every week I talk with a scholar, a faculty member, or a researcher about what they're uh, examining and uh, why they chose their topic and, and what they're discovering and what it means for the rest of us. I'm very happy to have as my guest this week Dr. Hiba Khudur, who is an Associate Professor of Public Policy and Public Management at AUB, and she's taken a year off now. She's a visiting a scholar at the Doha Institute for Graduate Studies in, uh, in Qatar. Dr. Khudr, thank you for being with us.
1: Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Rami. This is uh, a true pleasure to be connecting with you again.
0: Well, it's mutual. So tell us, what are you researching these days?
1: Well, um these days, with everything that's happening in in uh, lebanon um and then also around the world um we I kind of like uh uh you know took another uh, research talk, not too much disassociated with whatever i've been working on uh over the last few years um, but in time of crisis, this is where I believe researchers should should step in uh, to look at um uh, not only the impact of crisis but uh, and, and not only also the causes of crisis but also uh, connect uh, different uh, factors and uh, maybe manifestations of the crisis um, uh, on the society at a different level and since my field is public policy um i chose to uh, look at the look at um, crisis and connecting it to not only the policy makers and decision makers stakeholders But also to uh, uh, and the process of making the policy, but also um, uh, uh, the the uh, effect and impact of the crisis on uh, a country such as Lebanon. So, as um, you 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 uh, most of us know uh, that uh, Lebanon has been hit with uh, four major crises. over the last uh, couple of years. Um, and uh, these crises have been in different policy areas, if you want, uh, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, yes. Of course we're talking about uh uh starting with uh the political crisis and i, I would refer to it as more like a political slash administrative class uh, crisis right. um this started in october two thousand nineteen with the uh, uh revolution um which is of course uh is related to uh major you know it's, it's majorly, you know, specifically related to, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of, uh, not some kind, all type of corruption in the government, yeah. uh, that led to you know, uh, the, the, um, outrage and outcry of, uh, the people. And, uh, you know, we, we have seen the revolution take different forms and, and shapes. And, uh, of course, we're not going to get into the results of that. And, and then the other crisis that, uh, that we went into, uh, Was uh, COVID, which is a global crisis, of course, but this, uh, of course, was uh, uh, another addition to uh, everything that was happening in Lebanon at that time. Um, Also, we, uh, we, you know, we're looking also at uh, a third crisis, which is the financial economic uh, uh, turmoil that the country uh, also uh, is going through. Fourth crisis is the uh, Beirut blast. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Uh, which Mm -hmm. was uh, kind of a culmination of everything that's happening. So uh, this paper, this project, this research project is is actual, uh, as as I mentioned, is a multiple case study um, that examines specifically the country's key policy responses to fiscal, social, political um, uh, uh, um, policy responses in the light of what we we all know about, uh, which is the failed and corrupt state uh, to four of the most severe crises Lebanon has faced. So um, let
0: me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you for a second. When you say you're looking at the critical policy responses, does this mean you're looking mainly at the government response or other responses from society? Uh,
1: Exactly. So we we started by thinking, okay, maybe we'll look at the uh, government's responses. But in in this case, you know, we all know that this is like a failed corrupt state. And at the same time, you know, there's a new term that has been used. And, uh, you know, I still have to investigate a little bit more about it. It's called the uh, state capture. So this is, you know, what we have. So we decided to not only look at policy responses by the government, but also ex- extend this to, uh, specifically, uh, actually look at the civil society, um, response. Uh, so uh, as, as one of the stakeholder in and, and policy making, um, um, specifically look at cases, uh, and we chose four cases actually, Uh, no actually we chose three cases of three organizations working on uh, all these different crisis um, and we're studying we're in the process of uh, completing our interviews uh, and survey uh, to uh, the the whole purpose of this exercise actually is to uh, hopefully be able to create an index for the civil society. in Lebanon, but also that could be used to um, uh, to, to measure uh, the impact of civil society in time of crisis in the MENA region, uh, uh, generally speaking. So, um, so yeah, you're, you're definitely right, uh, uh, Rami, about uh, the fact that this is not just looking at the government respond in terms of policy, but also uh, in terms of the, the people respond and civil society is, is a major uh, component of, uh, our, you know, this is part of the public uh basically so um uh, so yeah you know looking at these uh, uh, four different crises and and we know that these four different uh, crises are actually uh, connected uh, right. but they do cover different policy area um so you know our major focus would be on the work of the non governmental actors um mm-hmm. so yeah
0: and which you said three of them in particular you chose
1: yeah we're going to we're going to look at um one of the organization which is the red cross uh because the red cross Actually, had uh, been uh, very effective and uh, very active uh, in dealing with the COVID uh, uh, aspect of you know this one type of crisis. Uh, we also chose uh, an organization, a local organization, is called uh, Betel Baraka, um, mm-hmm. and Betel Baraka has been uh, dealing mostly with the financial um, repercussion and you know the, 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 the impact of the financial crisis on the Lebanese people. So they have done a lot of work in that aspect um, and uh, the third uh, uh, organization we chose is uh, is, uh, is is actually a very unique case um, and i'm i'm personally kind of connected to that uh, it's uh, it's uh, the case of a cultural center uh, in in Beirut, uh, that uh, really, you know, previously in the past has been uh, working more on intellectual, uh, uh, on the intellectual level, culture, you know, they show movies, they, you know, this is like a a typical third space um, uh, kind of organization. And then uh, suddenly, when Beirut blast happened, uh, kind of uh, it was redirected very organically. Very interesting to look at the case, you know, where uh, the whole uh, community—it's it's basically a community center—the whole community kind of shifted uh, their work to uh, to more humanitarian work, and and uh, uh, of course, the, the focus was for the first few months uh, it was on on uh, providing. Um, financial support, uh, repairing houses. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the number of houses they, uh, they were able, you know, Al Makan, which is the name of the um, organization, was mm-hmm. able to uh, uh, help uh, assist the uh, the residents uh, you know and and repairing their houses was like seven hundred seventy um seven yeah i think seven seventy uh, houses you know in terms of glass repair and so forth um and and then uh, automatically this this kind of uh, brought you know by the way between brackets it was very interesting because the 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 cultural center was not um Uh, Did not have fund to do all of this, but they they started something very interesting by just having a campaign, an international campaign, uh, on WhatsApp, like not on WhatsApp, on Instagram, by just uh, and and you know asking people to donate for the project. And uh, overnight, like within few days, we had collected one hundred sixty thousand dollar. And this is not you know sending money uh, through a bank account. Obviously, we cannot you cannot use bank account in Lebanon. It was through a PayPal, an individual PayPal. So the whole the whole scenario was very interesting, and I, I think it would be interesting to to study, which is, you know, we are in the process of doing that. Um, uh, you know, they they just. Uh, like the whole concept of civil society kind of moved from a formal organization to to like a community um, just grassroots uh, you know and people trusted uh, um, you know this organization to to give money to Um, so these are the three cases that we're we we have chosen and and by the way the project is is um, has been funded by uh, both uh, aUB both uh, you know out of princeton uh, collaborative initiative and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know we we've, we've been you know we're in the process of uh, kind of analyzing the data and of course mm-hmm. and, and coming up with uh, some of the findings but uh, I, I think this would be like a major contribution to uh, to uh, uh, to the literature to the you know to, to how we understand how things work in this part of the world and specifically Specifically, if we're able to 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 start, uh, you know, creating or coming up with an index uh, to, to to measure the, the, the impact of civil society in uh, in this region, uh, I think this would be like really, um, um, a, you know, a major contribution to that. When, when
0: you say when you say uh, index to measure impact of civil society, you're talking about in crisis situation or broadly.
1: No, specifically in crisis situation. And, and this is why we took these four different crises, And I, I think this is like a very unique situation where you have four different type of crises uh, mm-hmm. happening uh, almost at the same time, you know, simultaneously, but almost at the same time.
0: So the big question, of course, that most people would ask, including myself, uh, you're a professor of public policy and mm-hmm. public, manage- public management. The big question is, uh, where is the government? Uh, what's the government doing or not doing? And- um,
1: but this is, you know, like sometimes, you know, we, we do research to say that, um, you know, we end up saying that um, there is a lack of policy uh, on the part of the government. And to me, this is a finding, you know, so when right. I say um something that we i already know but then i proved it right by by conducting an empirical uh, study that's that's a finding by itself so even w- when when i'm going to say okay i'm looking at the civil society but then there's a big question um, that is a legitimate question It's like why am i focusing on the civil society and where is the government uh, you know right. this is to say that you know the civil society is compensating for what whatever the government is not doing or is not able to doing is not to do and is not willing to do, actually. You know, the, the whole lack of political will uh, is, is a very obvious thing, but it became so institutionalized that, that you know, we, we're, you know, the, this Lebanese context and the way policy works in the Lebanese context is very, very uh, different.
0: Right. But presumably, you still need a role for the government uh, because it still does have formal uh, authority. For instance, things like licensing. Uh,
1: exactly. You
0: know, things like exactly. that. So- and I-
1: I think this is a very important point, and it's going to be it's going to be reflected in in in, uh, in, in our findings, and actually in actually in the analysis, because we also we, we will be asking the civil society um, about uh, their connection, you know, their their connection with the government uh, organizations and institutions, and and how much support did they get, how much lack of support that they get, and you know, I remember like the first day we went down to uh, the the area that was hit the most with a blast and um i met uh, i w- i think it was the second day where i met like this this one guy that i knew that he he would work he he used to work with many uh, humanitarian organizations and and uh, it was interesting because what 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 he was doing he, you know with a team they were actually doing a survey like you know like a um yani yeah, survey survey yeah. of uh, all the 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 residents of that area, like this is a job of a government, wow. and at uh, three days later Rami, what happened was mm-hmm. very interesting is that the government stopped anybody else you know that is non governmental to to actually do a such survey, but then what did the government do did not actually complete the survey, so uh, wow. that was really interesting I, I think this these are these things will 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 come up uh, in our findings you know they will be Uh, they will be important to to, to mention.
0: Yeah, in the bigger picture, when you finish the research, um, is your aim uh, to identify where and how civil society can be useful in such situations, or is your aim to find out where civil society and maybe a rejuvenated, reconstructed and relegitimized government can work together to improve the well-being of all Lebanese?
1: Yeah, well, you know, ideally I would like to do that because that's one major um Purpose of everything that I, I'd like to do in, in doing research, especially in public policy, is to to have this bridge between uh, what we do as academicians and and what like how how can we di- not just disseminate the finding in terms of like just having it published and whatever is like how can we influence and inform policymakers? And I, I know this is very difficult to do and in, in, in countries that you know s- such as Lebanon, uh, right. but we we you know I, I'm going to be romantic by saying we we, we will never do hope that somebody yeah. somewhat somehow will, will hear what we have to say and even if we just empower these civil society organizations you know like when we when we go and do interview with these people who worked in these organizations you could tell like they're so happy to talk about what they did and and right. by just this fact like the simple encounter gives them so much empowerment It's like telling them like it's not just a pat on the back I mean it could be but also you know it's like telling them that you know what you're doing has a lot of impact. And, you know, we want to talk about it as researchers, but also we want the government to know that, um, you know, if it was not for you, you know, so many things would not have happened and so many positive uh, stories could not have been told.
0: Right. And your ultimate aim also is it to try to make sure that the results of your research are shared with the government and public agencies so they learn the lessons as well? Or are you like, some people are doing just ignoring.
1: No, I, I think, I think, uh, yeah, would, would, uh, would love to, to have some kind of uh, uh, collaboration and and communication with uh, people in the government. Um, and actually, we, we, you know, with uh, one of uh, also. Uh, one major contribution in terms of of research, also, um, uh, I mean, like, um, what do you call it? Like a body of knowledge, is we, mm-hmm. we you know, th- this this research would also collaborate with uh, the Arab Barometer, um, yes. that you know, to generate actually data for analysis. So we will also have this data available with other researchers, so they could use it also uh, for their own studies. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll hopefully we'll we'll be able to do both. Um, yeah.
0: Right. Um, and the uh, the link the link to your other role at the university as a teacher, um, mm. this research that you and your colleagues do at Princeton and AUB and other places, how do you see this um, filtering down to the mm. students? Because the young students are uh, way more invested in this than people like us who are you know in yes. our adult adult years. But these young students have their whole future ahead of them, and they're worried about. What's going to exactly. happen to the country. So how do you see it, the link with, with students and their, uh, and their future yeah. and their motivations?
1: I mean, you know, uh, to start with, you know, when we go and teach a class, uh, we, we start with, uh, you know, all these theories that we want our student to be exposed to. But what I believe makes, especially in fields such such as public administration, public policy, which are a very practical fields, you know, uh, what enriches our classroom experience, you know, for the students, what enriches their experience is is what we share with them in terms of our research and in terms of opening the discussion, so they could they could um, actually feed and 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 inform like. You know, just feed into what we we were doing because, as you said, they're the youth. They are the people who you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to vote right, you know, and, mm-hmm. and make their, cast their vote uh, to, to the right people, and then at the same time, are aware of what is happening, you know, this the, the reality of things, uh, no matter how difficult it is. And also, you know, we, we want to tell them that uh, there is a place for you, there is a role that you can play, uh, because they're part of the civil society, you know, no matter what. I mean, there's just not just the public, and, and you know, they're studying their they're going into this field, um, hopefully, to, to, to have an impact uh, at the end of the day.
0: Right. We only have about a minute left, uh, Dr. Khudr. I want to ask you a question about something you, you just slipped in there about voting, kids, the students voting. Uh, do, you see, do you see any linkages between the kind of activism going on on the ground in these communities where you're looking at you know mm. a reconstruction and the upcoming elections is there anything happening there that you can share uh, with yes. us that you that you notice
1: Definitely definitely there's something happening there and actually just uh, recently a week ago uh, in in one of the organization which is you know basically the uh, Al Makan uh, the third mm-hmm. organization I mentioned um, we have uh, the community has a, like a WhatsApp group um and very interesting one of the guys uh shared a platform uh youth independent platform you know trying to uh change the 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 layout of uh you know uh, those who are uh um uh, you know running for election and so forth and uh another person uh kind of uh uh, mentioned you know commented on that and then it brought up like a whole discussion so we decided to actually have like a a meeting in the al-makan you know our the the cultural center and and discuss these things and you could see so much enthusiasm so much Mm -hmm. hope and so much you know that okay let's let's talk about these things let's talk about who is running for election let's talk about who do i want to be associated with because i'm you know i'm someone who who really wants to to be involved and also have uh, have a say in and what's going to happen so yeah i think i think these organizations are not just working to to deliver humanitarian aid and 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 you know What's not, but also they're, they're just uh, giving a platform for uh, uh, activism that is uh, uh, a different kind of activism, uh, not just the the, the the humanitarian activism, if if, if I might call it uh, as mm-hmm. such, but also the the activism that is more like a political, societal, and uh, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, a uh, happy note or constructive note. Thank you, Doctor. Heba Khudur from the uh, Political uh, Studies and Public Administration Department. And um, thank you for your insights about these uh, fascinating developments that are happening on the ground, but also in people's minds and hearts as these Arab societies of ours continue to rebuild and and rejuvenate themselves. Yes, Um, thank
1: you so much, Rami. It was really an an honor and a pleasure to to be with you this uh, afternoon, and this morning, I I guess, your time. (laughs)
0: You bet. Thank you. And thanks to the audience for joining us at this episode of Professors at Work. I'm your host, Rami Khoury, at the American University of Beirut. Join me again next week. Bye for now. Thank
1: you. Bye bye.